Good afternoon, everyone. Um, as Dave said, I'm Josh, and it is a pleasure to be speaking to you this afternoon. Christmas is full of traditions. You know, we love traditions, don't we? The Christmas food, the tree, the decorations, the list goes on. I wonder, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? For me, one of my favorite Christmas traditions started around 20 years ago when me and my little sister visited an old family friend called Elsie who gave us Christmas tree decorations. To be honest, I don't really know who she was or why she gave us these decorations, but Elsie gave me a snowman Christmas tree decoration. It wasn't anything much to look at. It was made of clay, painted white with a carrot nose and three buttons up the front. But for some reason, this became my favourite Christmas tree decoration. And because of this, I was very, very particular with where it had to hang on the Christmas tree. Every year, the snowman is the first decoration out of the box to ensure that it has pride of place on the tree. Right in the front, eye level, the prime spot. Now, I love this decoration, but as with all good things, there were testing times. What I now refer to as the dark Christmas of 2007, when after many years of love, the snowman's head fell off. (laughs) No amount of glue would fix him, so I did the only thing I could. Some of you are thinking, at the age of about 12, I left the snowman behind. But no, I made an exact replica, hand-painted by myself. The snowman and his tradition lived on. Snowman 2.0 lived a pretty good life, but again, the inevitable happened. His neck was his weakness, and his head fell off. By this point, I was now going out with my now wife, uh, Ellie, who'd seen my slightly weird love for this snowman decoration, and so she bought me a replacement. Now, I've got to be honest with you. It's a little bit fancy for my taste in snowmen. This one is knitted with a hat and a scarf, but yeah, it's the thought that counts, isn't it? So I gladly accepted it, and as I speak to you now, he hangs in pride of place on our tree at home. Now, you're probably wondering, why on earth am I telling you about my snowman? You see, as I was thinking about the traditions of Christmas and my love for this particular tradition, it reminded me that it can be really easy to forget the reason the tradition began. I don't really know who Elsie was, where she lived, why we went to visit her, or why she gave me that decoration. And yet each year, without fail... I put the snowman on the Christmas tree in exactly the same place with that warm feeling that our favourite traditions give us. Now don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with this. Tradition is amazing, it helps us to celebrate and it often brings us closer together with those closest to us. Perhaps some of us are here tonight in part because of tradition. We've come to sing our favourite carols. We listen to the Christmas readings. But what's behind all the tradition? Is there more to Christmas than that warm feeling we get when we enjoy our favourite traditions? At Christmas, we celebrate the birth of a baby, Jesus. I'm sure we've seen it acted out in the many nativities, born in a manger, visited by shepherds and wise men. But when you look a little deeper, behind those tea towel-wearing shepherds, we find a claim so outrageous that we have to stop and consider it. The baby was called Jesus. What's in a name, you might wonder? Well, this question actually has particular relevance for me this year. Ellie and I are expecting our first child next May, and so we find ourselves with the the task of choosing a name. 
a lot of names out there, isn't there? Thankfully, we've got a few months to go because we're not getting very far. But this baby that we celebrate at Christmas was no ordinary baby. As Scott read for us earlier from Luke chapter 1, when the angel visited Mary, Jesus' mother, he said, You are to call him Jesus. He will be son of the Most High. The one born will be the son of God. The baby was the son of God. This means that he was God himself. The God who had created the universe. Who had created humanity had come to earth in human form. Not only in human form, but in the weakness of a little baby. Born into the most vulnerable and frankly inappropriate setting. In a little obscure town in the Middle East. In a shed where the animals were kept. I think despite what most Christmas cards show us, the place of Jesus' birth was unlikely to have been quite as serene as they are. I live on a farm, and so I can tell you with complete confidence that if I suggested to Ellie that unfortunately the hospital is all booked up for next May, there are going to be some complaints if I tell her that she's going to have to give birth in the cow shed. It's dirty, it's cold, there are a number of interesting smells. This is not a suitable place for any baby to come into the world. Never mind if this baby was in fact God himself. The Jews at the time, and for years beforehand, had been expecting a saviour to come. God had promised that he would rescue them as a nation. Now, probably unsurprisingly, they were expecting a mighty king, the Messiah, who would come and overthrow the ruling authorities and restore Israel's status as a nation. Jesus, a baby born in obscurity, wasn't what they were expecting. But you know, for hundreds of years before, God had been giving his people little pieces of information about how the Messiah would come. These were like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. On their own, maybe they didn't make too much sense, but when fitted together, they told a story. Jesus, in his birth, his life, and his death, fulfilled over 300 of these prophecies, which were written hundreds of years before he was born. As Jesus grew up, he himself backed up this claim, claiming that he was God's son. He went around teaching and performing miracles, and as he did, he often clashed with the Jewish religious leaders who didn't like the claims that he was making. Now, this eventually led to his arrest, and even during his trial, he was asked, Are you the Messiah, the the son of the Blessed One? And Jesus' response was, I am. Now, some people claim that Jesus was just a good moral teacher, that he was a good guy, lived a good life, but he was no more than that. Could this really be true? C.S. Lewis, the writer of the Chronicles of Narnia, says this about Jesus. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with a man who says he's a poached egg, or else he'd be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. The claim that the baby born in a manger that we celebrate at Christmas was God himself might leave you with some pretty big questions. But you know, as a Christian, I don't believe that to believe this, you have to turn your brain off at the door. There is so much historical evidence for the life of Jesus from Christian and non-Christian sources. And when you think about it, no man's life has impacted the world 
in the ways that Jesus has. I believe that these two things alone require us to do some serious investigation into what the Bible's claiming. What if these claims about Jesus being the Son of God are true? Are you willing to investigate this? For a moment, let's assume that this baby born 2,000 years ago was, in fact, God in human form. Let's say it's all true. Still leaves a pretty glaring question, doesn't it? Why? Why would God come to earth as a baby? To, To understand this, I think we need to understand a little bit about the character of God. God is, a relation, is relational. Even within his own being, he's in this continual loving relationship between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This relationship is in heaven, a perfect place, beyond our imagination, where there's no suffering, no pain, no death. The miracle of Christmas is that God loved you and I so much that he was willing to leave that place of perfection and come to our broken world. He did this so that we might have an opportunity to be in a relationship with him. Jesus came not just to live as the God-man on earth, but to die the death that you and I as sinful humans deserved. In another account leading up to Jesus' birth in Matthew, an angel visits Joseph and he says this of Mary, She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. This is why Jesus stepped down from heaven to be born as a baby. The Bible tells us that because of our sinful choices, we're separated from relationship with God, and ultimately all will be judged according to his standard. Now, if you're anything like me, you'll know that no matter how hard you try, you continually make mistakes. We don't really live up to our own standards, never mind the perfect standards of God. But this is why Jesus came as a man. He lived the perfect life that we couldn't. And and in the most incredible act of sacrificial love, he willingly went to die on a Roman cross to pay the price for our sins. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He came back to life and after some time on earth with his followers... He ascended to heaven. He went back to be with his father in that perfect place. Now, you might be wondering, why couldn't God have sent someone else? He had angels delivering messages to Mary and Joseph. Couldn't couldn't one of them have done it? Whether this is true or not, I believe that this is about how we show that relationships matter. In a small way, I think for many of us, COVID and the different lockdowns reminded us that relationships matter. Christmas is a great time for families and loved ones to get together. And this feels like ages ago, but if you remember back to Christmas 2020, we were in one kind of lockdown or another where we weren't allowed to go into people's homes. And so the news was full of pictures of grandkids stood out in the cold, waving to their grandparents through the window. Families would travel miles so that they could put Christmas presents on the doorsteps of their family's house. They'd knock on the door, retreat back behind the garden gate, and they'd wish their loved ones a happy Christmas. Now we could say, couldn't they have just got one of the neighbours to do it? Could they not have just sent the presents in the post? The thing is that in matters of love, you go yourself. This is why God came to earth to be born as a baby. To live a perfect life and to die the death that you and I deserved 
meaning that we could have a relationship with him. In this matter of love, he came himself. I want to end today by inviting you to consider this love. Whatever your background, whether you have a faith or not, the claims made about and by Jesus are not something we can simply attribute to a good guy with a beard who lived 2,000 years ago, or that of a story lost in the traditions of two millennia without some serious consideration. The baby lying in a manger was God in human form. He came to meet our greatest need, something that no amount of money, fame, praise, or human relationships could ever fulfill. This is our need for a relationship with God. This can start not only in this life, but stretches out into eternity after we die. If you have questions about who Jesus is, who he was, if this has any relevance to your life today, then I'd love to invite you to come and discover more at our Alpha course, which is going to be starting on the 9th of January here at Barnabas. You'll have seen you've got an invitation on your seat. Please do take that with you. It's going to be a really chilled atmosphere. There'll be food. There'll be a short video, an opportunity to ask questions in a small group setting. We wholeheartedly think that this stuff is worth digging into and finding out more about. And so every question is welcome. This Christmas, as you enjoy all of its wonderful traditions, let's consider the miracle of Christ. How the Son of God was willing to leave heaven And come to our broken world. So that in dying for our sins we might be able to enjoy relationship with him. And one day spend eternity with him in that place of perfection. As we peel back the layers of Christmas tradition. We find the most outrageous act of love ever known. Thank you so much for listening. Have an absolutely fantastic Christmas. God bless.